0: Welcome to Off The Deck. This is game number 41. Now driving, Ben Swanton. Now driving, Ryan Keen.
1: to episode 41 of Off The Deck Golf Podcast with me Ryan Keeney and my co-host Ben Swanton. Hi Ben.
2: Hey Ryan. Hey buddy. How are you? Very good. Yeah very good. Coming down from Masters Fever.
1: Yeah I just was thinking as I said 41 we're creeping into the, the numbers of my usual score for nine holes um, which is, is kind That's of That's alright. Nice. Yeah this is where I'm feeling comfortable. But yes um, I'm, I'm trying to digress a little bit from Masters Sunday and Masters Weekend. It was um yeah, it was a fun a fun few days of golf and a kind of fun nine days of, of looking at Augusta National with the Augusta National Women's Amateur the week before.
2: Yeah. It's great yeah, and a great a great ten days for Japanese golf. Uh with Subasa, Kajetana, uh winning the ANWA, the ANWA, and then obviously Hideki this past weekend. Just Japanese golf is must be absolutely loving life it's just a shame that not as many japanese media as would normally be around were are probably there to see it in person
1: yeah and i, I kind of want to talk about that later actually because i i wonder if that has, has helped things but we can uh, we'll get there first because obviously we want to start with uh hideki Matsuyama winning his first major and um, becoming the first male japanese winner of a major first asian born masters winner um and another of the of a former leading amateur so he was leading amateur in 2011 um, when he qualified for the Masters, um, and played pretty well, looked pretty comfortable, um, and has had a generally positive record at Augusta over the years. Not not been so hot in in recent years, but yeah, generally good player. All came together pretty nicely for him, um, and he won by one shot um, with a 10 under par total from from Will Zalatoris. It was it was a. It wasn't the Sunday that we kind of hoped for. There wasn't the fireworks. Matiamma made use of his four-shot lead at, at various points um, through the day. And, yeah, just just kind of fun, really.
2: Yeah, I've got to say, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, he, I think by the time he'd finished his first hole, his, his sort of four-shot lead was cut down to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time he'd gone through nine, it, it then increased up to six. Um so by by which point it was kind of all she all she wrote. Um Xander made a little run, didn't they add him? Uh, yeah. before his travails at uh, at sixteen, but and nobody really got that close. In fact the person who got closest is a person who ended up in second in, in Zalatoris. but um, you know, just effectively an absolutely superb run after the weather delay on Saturday afternoon set him up to not a comfortable day, but one whereby he was never overtaken. Um, and it looked like it was going to be some some superhuman effort to overtake him. Yeah, uh, yeah. He
1: was he was never squeezed. I think the only time, the only time I guess he would have been totally aware of somebody getting close to him would have been coming off fifteen and, and getting to sixteen. That he could very his bogey on one. He there's no reason for him to look at a scoreboard and, and wonder what's happened there. So he may not have known Zalatorre's got so close, but he rectified that with a birdie on two. And so I think yeah that. Shoffley, Birdie, Matsuyama bogey I think where it went from a four shot lead to two shots and then Shoffley had the honour on the 16th tee. I think if he puts that in the centre of the green or, or certainly on the green and, and relatively close to flag it's very different final three holes but the fact that he put it in the water just relieves that pressure again. Matsuyama, can, Matsuyama threw it up on the hill um, and had a, a three putt bogey and was quite comfortable suddenly again had a three shot lead so yeah, yeah he was he was never squeezed and never put under pressure and, and there's a couple of elements I guess to that that there weren't the roars so there wasn't the you know he wasn't aware of things that might have been going on because of the, the, the crowds and the patrons weren't as loud as they might have been previous years and oh. also there weren't the the hordes of Japanese media that I think everybody's become used to that you know there weren't what feels like allegedly hundreds of, of Japanese journalists kind of in his press conferences and getting really excited about him being the overnight leader. He was able to sleep on it, um, go through a general press conference and and answer questions from the Japanese media, but it wasn't like he was being followed around by his, his own fan base again. So, yeah, both of those things might have helped, but he was still a, a pretty deserving winner, I think, across the weekend. That, that 65 on Saturday um, just propelled him um, into a, a deserved lead. Um yeah. And yeah. it was really entertaining.
2: Yeah. I, I think a couple of ways sort of again sort of appreciating how good this golf course is um as a sort of a competitive place. Um and it does produce good tournaments because if you think about the layout of the holes it it sort of um allows it to be allows the scoring to be concertina. So you can get off to a good start on the first couple of holes. First three holes, you can be three under. That's, it's very reasonable to be three under. You get your drive away on one. Um, then, obviously, you've got a par five second, and then you've got a short par three. And then four, five, six are tough as hell. So, then, then generally, you kind of lose your, those shots you've just gained. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got eight. Then it's about getting through nine, 10, 11, 12, and then 13 through to the end are relatively you know, they're, they're good scoring opportunities for the most part. So it's it's yeah. it's quite interesting how it sort of almost artificially um, puts pressure on those going off last because you know if you're in the last few groups, Alatoris got off to a couple of birdie starts. So then he looks like he's getting really close, but then he's not played four, five, six, and also Hideki's not played two and three, which are the two of the easiest holes on the course uh, by that stage. So it's quite interesting how that could ratchet up the pressure and and maybe as you say without having fans there uh, or as many fans there um, and the perhaps the japanese press etc maybe he felt a little bit more liberated and if it was a full full gallery and everything else that and maybe maybe some more pressure would have come and and maybe Mm. he might have crumbled a little bit more but i was pleased i was pleased two reasons i was pleased for you first and foremost um, Thank you as as a as an Hideki stand um yeah but uh, you know also from from his point of view because i think I, i'm not sure he'll be one of those that will win this and then all of a sudden that will open everything up i think he's he's a good golfer um i think he's got lots of potential in him in the future however his putting his putting is still a problem yep. uh, for, for the most part so i don't know how many opportunities that he will get um uh, in the future so i'm just glad he's got this one um he can be celebrated for it both uh, you know at, at home in japan in particular and internationally across the world of golf or maybe it uh, spurs on a little bit more of the kind of international outlook on golf yeah. as opposed to uh, the americanization of it yeah
1: i am i'm am Truther, and I, I i was on sunday morning i was really giddy um and and really excited for for the masters and i i think i would say that the only player, you know, if you if I could have swapped out the person leading by four on Sunday, I think Rory McElroy is probably the only player I would have been more excited for, and Lee Westwood and Hideki are probably tied. I think in in how giddy and and how confident I might have felt about them them seeing that through. Um, I yeah, I I just I really like Hideki. I I warmed to him early, even though he's quite shy and or. Certainly doesn't like to do press conferences all that much and and talk too much about himself, but I just it might have been twenty fifteen I think when he finished in the top five I just decided he had the game to he certainly had the game to win a a major um, and to win it around Augusta, and then he showed that a couple of years later by finishing second at the U.S. Open that he was he was able to compete he just needed he needed a week where he actually was able to putt or putt relatively well and on Thursday I think I sent you a couple of messages saying that Hideki Hideki made a putt on 2 which was not like him it was from maybe 15 18 feet he made another yeah. putt on 10 and I just thought that that was the week he was he was four behind Justin Rose by the end of the day who we need to talk about and as well as many others but it just felt like there was something there he was getting he was getting the ball onto the green and he was he was making power puts that to Scrambled pretty well, Um, so yeah. So it was yeah. At the beginning of the year, I said I I figured Hideki would win again and maybe get back into the top ten in the world. I didn't think, I didn't genuinely didn't think then he would win the Masters. I thought he'd he'd get back. He'd win a a regular season event or a WGC. So, I am thrilled um, that he's he's won a major. He's but but also like you, I don't I don't think this is going to open the floodgates. If it does, that would be incredible, and that would be really really fun. But I. If this, if he ends his career with with a major and hopefully a good showing at the Olympics this summer, um, I, I'll be thrilled for him. Um, yeah. In truth, so yeah, but yeah I am. Uh, I am very uh, giddy.
2: It's he, interesting because it was 2016, 2017. He was in a really good vein of form. I think he got to two in the world, if I remember rightly, yeah. at that stage. But in the last sort of twelve months, he's really not done anything I think he had a tied second at the Houston Open last year um, just after the Zozo but outside of that you know he makes a lot of cuts but he's not really done a great deal I think he's got no other top 10 he's got a few top 20s in that in that time so he he, he did sort of come into this completely I think it's fair to say completely under the radar no one was really mm-hmm. um, talking about him coming into the event um, yeah. and uh, I mean as I say his, his ball striking we always know about his ball striking um, but I think, as you say, just seeing just a few more of those putts going in um, this past you know, over the weekend, in particular Saturday afternoon, and and even on Sunday in fairness, I think there was one relatively short putt on seven that looked a bit tentative, and of course the last putt on eighteen. But when you've got when you've got two for it from five feet, why not take two? Um, I, just, I was just really pleased, really pleased for him. As say, it seems like a super humble, well-adjusted lad who's quite shy, quite quiet. Um that obviously puts in a lot of effort. Nobody's got anything bad to say against him. So, mm. you know, I think in in that you know, very worthy, very worthy champion and um yeah, you could sort of I don't think we're ever gonna get much emotion out of him anyway. Um, but you could see it in that sort of th- the uh the crazy camera, the new camera they brought in at the end as they walk off the eighteenth. It was and it was fist bumping the crowd. It was yeah, it was nice to see that that uh, that final ending there, yeah, and, the, and just what it meant.
1: There was two things, and and I was watching back this morning. Um, I I stayed up with it, and as soon as it was over, and and saw him in the green jacket, I thought, and oh, that's it. I need to. I need to get up um, the next day. So I, I was watching back press conferences, and at the beginning of the press conference in the media center, he he does like a double fist pump and like grins and nods at somebody that he recognizes, one of the obviously the journalists. And I thought that was nice. Um, but yeah, I also I, I'm also quite pleased because the pandemic arrived at just the wrong time for him. So he was he was moving in the right direction. Kind of March, February, March last year, he had two top tens in February I think and then set the course record at the players in the opening That's day fine. and then the second round didn't happen so he and then yeah there was 14 15 weeks off and, and he just came back and was all out of shape um, and I, you know we finished the season well and he had a top 20 at the Masters which I think I kind of forgot because he was never really in in that he just he, but he kind of he rolled into it relatively well so um, yeah I'm, I'm I was genuinely thrilled and genuinely pleased, but there was also there weren't many points during his round where I was all that concerned. It, it felt pretty confident. The putting the ball in fifteen was was weird, um, like just completely air mailing the green. Really, just it yeah. Really I mean, fun. It,
2: it was it was at least a club too many, wasn't yeah. it? it? Just caught that down slope, and it you know it was just a shoot.
1: Yeah, and and um, it was flying in low and hot, and it was just yeah. just like. A, a really odd one, but then you know, if we'd led up and not got up and down or made a bit of a, a hash of the the wedge shot, then you know we would have been told off for changing his strategy. So, yeah, uh, on that 15th, he did he nearly let in Zander Shoffley, who started well, um, then had a, a treacherous time around four, five, and six, as you can or, well, it was three, four, and five, where he uh, dropped four shots. To kind of fall back to four under, and then got himself going again. Um, birdied seven and eight, birdied twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen to so get within two, and then went, You know, with a chance to put on some pressure, has the honor on sixteen, just dunk, Well, not dunks it, but just comes up a little bit short, and it jets off into the into the pond. Yeah. Do we do we start talking about Shoffley in the same way we do with Fino that he just doesn't quite get it done? Well, I think, um, yeah, I, 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 yes,
2: yes and no. I think he's yeah. his his major record is is pretty phenomenal um, to date. I mean, I think he's he's only played in something like fourteen, I think, or fifteen. So he's, played, he's here he goes played in fifteen, made fourteen cuts with eight top tens. And six top fives, so um, he's got he's got an unbelievable record in majors, no two ways about it. However, it didn't escape my notice that um, he only started turning up really uh, when he completely lost the plot. So by the time he was sort of he got down to four under par, he was he was seven shots back at that stage. Um, And yes, he he fought back admirably, but he wasn't ever going to catch him. and I know I kind of, I, in fairness, I bailed after the 14th. Um, once I saw Hideki got through the 14th, I bailed. I thought, oh, this is done. Um, like you, I had, to, well, I had to get up early this morning. I had a call first thing this morning. So I, I just thought, I can't can't, can't miss it. Hideki's going to win this. So I, I don't know where I sit on him, to be honest. I don't know where I sit on him.
1: Right I forget that Shoffley exists, is my yeah, problem. Yeah. I there are... There are so many really, really good golfers, and so many really good American golfers that I forget that Under Shoffley is a top ten golfer in the world. You know that my you get my attention. I think gets drawn by Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and, and even Morikawa and Bryson and Patrick Reed, and then you move down into and Shoffley's not in that. Shoffley's not in that top three or four. So he's not. He doesn't kind of in my mind sit with like DJ and Thomas and. Bryson and Morikawa is the, the probably the elite for. And then, but then when I think about the next guys like Patrick Reed, Cantley, Kepka, Simpson, I forget about Shoffley, which yeah. shows the kind of depth of shows the depth of American golf. But I just yeah, I yeah. always forget about him and then go oh yeah. And I I always feel a bit weird because he's ch- always charges pretty well. Like, I think his wins always he's he's not a good front runner. His his wins come when he's kind of four or five groups from the the final group and has a go at the leader and shoots a 65 or a 64 to over to lap them and and take the the win
2: well i sort of see him as a he's a poor man's he's a poor man's justin thomas and he? he seems to like a, a shrinked field <laughs> you know limited mm. fields he, he does okay in the, in the playoff events uh, he's obviously won the tour championship than the net um a couple of times Sorry, mm-hmm gross i forget whatever the, the the actually's got the best score a couple of times yeah yeah on the tour championship i i, I think he's a he's a great golfer i actually think he's got some interesting things to say he just doesn't say them very often or very loudly um I, I kind of want to like him but i also i just like you said there i just i'm not sure he's a closer right now um hmm. but he's still young in his career i mean he must only be what 26 27 something along those lines I think we're still talking about him in, it's 26, 27, 27 at the minute. So I think if we're still talking about him in a couple of years' time and it's still the same old thing, then I think he's got a problem. Um, I think he's got more about him than Finau. I f- would feel more confident that he's going to win a major, for example, than Finau is or that he's going to win another um, PGA Tour event than now would. Um but hes I do get that sort of stinky feeling that I don't ever think he's... He doesn't fill me with confidence. Let's put it that way. He fills me with confidence that he will place. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fill me with confidence that he'll win. And I, and I don't know why. Because his game is great. And yeah. he always turns up to the big events.
1: Fair enough. Uh, so Shoffley... Tripled sixteen and and fell back to seven under where he finished with with a couple of pars. So he was replaced in second place, um, by non PGA Tour member Will Valatoris, who yeah. is a an affiliate member of the European Tour. So he's got some status there. But yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure what to say about him. It did. There were times in the coverage and uh, that it felt like he was being talked about a little bit like he was some kid that sh- just showed up. Um, out of nowhere and there are elements of that given that he's just risen from Corn Ferry Tour um, in 2020 refuses to finish outside the top 20, 25 in in any event that he really seems to enter he's had top 10s at the Farmers and the Arnold Palmer Invitational he was tied 6th at the US Open last year um, alongside Dustin Johnson he's just he was so good and hits hits a lovely fade with his driver um, it's a lovely draw with his three woods So just had it had tee shots for basically every hole at Augusta, um, and looks like a, a pretty serious player.
2: Yeah, I mean he. Um, the, the commentary over the weekend was was kid, and they just kept going on about his stature because he, you know, he's thin, thin as a rake. But my God, does he hit the ball! He absolutely murders it with his driver, um, and just looks in complete control it was really kind of i've seen a couple of i mean a couple of golf shots that he's hit over the last 12 months i couldn't have picked him out of a lineup i've obviously known the name but but i genuinely wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup because we've just not seen him at all but yep. he's he's just been phenomenal for um a good period of time now it's ridiculous that he's not got a pga tour card um it's ridiculous he's not even in the fedex cup uh, even by coming second that doesn't sort of trigger something for him to get in the because i think i think andy johnson from the fried egg uh put something out or did something about him um on his uh, on his newsletter saying that um uh i think with second he would be in the top 15 on the fedex cup points with all the fedex cup points and positionings he's had so far this year yeah obviously you know that that could mean a lot of money come the end of the season if it makes the playoffs i think scheffler wasn't it scheffler came in around sort of 15th and ended up banking like two and a half million with a mm-hmm. good week at uh, Eastlake so um, I mean just to really admire um, the way he plays golf he's he's got a terrible putting stroke um, although he did I think gain strokes on, on the greens this week but it doesn't again that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence his, his arm lock putting stroke but um, I mean I think it's going to be like Morikawa the, the ball striking is so good that if he has a half sensible week with a putter he's going to win yeah um yeah. he's just got to be there for a long time yeah he uses
1: time. the the scott Fawcett um decade kind of system for course management and strategy um which i find quite interesting and he puts himself in in some incredible positions and he's at the moment he's in an incredible kind of runner of form he's just when where he wants to hit the golf ball it's going but yeah i i do worry that when uh when the RNA and the USGA get together and decide that his putting stroke and the long putter handle running up the forearm um, is is no longer allowed, that he may struggle and he may have to kind of figure that out. Um, yeah, he but, would be if he was a, an official member of the PGA Tour. He'd be thirteenth in the FedEx Cup as things stand. Um, he's but at the moment, unless he picks up a win somewhere in the PGA Tour this year, he won't be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. He could basically pick his own schedule because he's top. Fifty in the world, top thirty in the world now. Yeah, top, top in the top world the, number 27. twenty-seven. Yeah, um, and he's fourth in the race to Dubai because um, he picked up affiliate status there, and and so, you know, he can he can travel to the BMW PGA in September. He can go to the DP World Tour Finals in November if he fancies it. He, I think he can even or he's he's like jumped up to the top twenty-five in the Ryder Cup rankings as well, yeah. um, and could make a run for for the US team. Um, it does, yeah, as you say, it does feel a bit odd that the PJ Tour haven't done anything, but then rules are rules, and it's a slightly weird time, and um, yeah, rules are there to be broken. Though, bit of it. a different, yeah, you,
2: you oh, it's so. just a, it's, a, it's a bit of a it's the sort of smacks of it's for the boys, I, I think. Once you this got for some sort of world ranking,
1: yeah, surely, yeah. like
2: you know, once you. Cross the threshold of the world ranking, you you just get access. He's yeah, won... once
1: you get once you get into the top thirty, surely they must just go. All oh, right, okay, yeah, that that makes sense.
2: He's won he's won two point just under two point six million uh, since uh, the US Open last
1: year. Yeah, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's quite happy. I, I know that afterwards he was he talked a lot about feeling. You know that was confirmation that he can compete. Not that you know he necessarily would have needed it over the last few weeks, but this was a big field and you know nobody could point at the course like they might have done at wing foot and say oh you know that doesn't suit anybody augusta you know is a pretty a pretty stern but fair test of golf for, for everybody um and that was that was him yeah. you know he was only beaten by one player and and that was a guy having a, a pretty incredible week yeah. um shall we you,
2: I just yeah before I forget do, do you what was the turning point for you? Because I I genuinely feel that I'm not sure Hideki wins if we don't have that rain delay on Saturday, um, because the greens the greens were a little bit more receptive, and it, that it was after that point that he started pouring in putts. So I'm quite I'm quite intrigued. It's just it's when you kind of look back at things, just the sort of small small little changes and say I think. Hideki after that point just went bananas getting everything and then on the sort of flip side of that you've got JT who who pooped the bed basically um, threw his toys out of the pram and just sort of fell away into obscurity almost by the end but I apologise for going back but it just sort of shot into my head there that we we didn't touch on that
1: No I think that 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 was interesting that was something that um, was called out in commentary as well and while while the reindeer delay was going to help quite a few players and, and soften things up there were going to be the players that, that struggled with the pace of the greens changing and the types of shot that they would have to do. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think Hideki benefited from that rain delay. and you know, We talked uh, afterwards about just going and sitting in his car and or looking at his phone because it, you know, it's not quite the same under Covid about what they can and can't do and obviously they've got to stay out of the weather. But yeah, he... I think he made birdie out of the trees on 11 immediately afterwards. Birdie 12, eagle 15... Equal, but at the same point, he did three put thirteen in that run. So you know he had a he shot a sixty five, he shot a thirty back nine and three putted one of the par fives to for a par. So could it could it have been more? Could he have had a, you know he could have buried thirteen pretty comfortably, um and and done other. So yeah, I, I that that Saturday back nine won it for him. It, it stretched him out into a lead. It meant that everybody else behind him had to start and had to start well and had to to go for it Jordan Spieth bogeyed the first Leishman bogeyed the first Salatores bogeyed the third from a pretty good position you know they were the chasing pack knew that they needed to get off to a pretty hot start um, and and that was because of of that Saturday back nine Um, do, do you want to talk about Mr Spieth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to. So, quite, kind of interesting, and I find this interesting. So, in 2017, Jordan Spieth won the Open. Um, two weeks later, Hideki Matsuyama won the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. That was both of their last wins until the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so, when Spieth won the Texas Open, and Matsuyama um, picks up his first... Picks up the green jacket, picks up his first green jacket. Um, but, yeah, Spieth was... Um, as far as I can tell, three under through eight, two under through eight on. No, three under through eight, yeah, on uh, Thursday. Is that right? I'm just. Trying, oh, no, I lost this. I don't no, know. No,
2: he was. was he was one under through eight, one and under then through threw eight, in, yeah, through in the uh, yeah, and then triple nine. But yeah, and then try to play the most ridiculous shot. He to human beings.
1: Spieth just kind of. F- i think he kept giving suggestions like he was going to make a charge but didn't there was a triple there there were there was a bogey on 12 um in in round two there was a double on in round three that was a, he had three bogeys on the front nine on sunday he just anytime it looked like he was thinking about getting some momentum and and getting moving um he threw in an error that he couldn't kind of he couldn't figure out really
2: yeah, I, I mean, he, uh, it's, a, it's a further validation that he's, for whatever reason, he's really well suited to the Masters. Um, he's back to some good form. Um, no two ways about it. I think that's, you know, the, the, the problems that have plagued him for the last uh, three years, they seem to have gone. Um, he's still got that massive, massive block in him. Um, as, as we talked about there on, on nine on the first day, and for some reason, he still, he's sometimes makes these like completely mental decisions. It's almost like he totally ignores Grella. Um, I mean, the the, the the If we go back to Thursday and and nine, he, so he's hit it miles right in the trees in the pine straw. <laughs> he's got not, not an easy chip out, but there is a there is a chip out for him that is available. Mm. Um, and he decides, no, 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 Mikey, I'm just going to aim at this tree, and I'm going to, you know. Basically, I'm going to try and thread it up and get as close to the green as I can do, as opposed to just chipping out and take your bogey. Well, he, the, the tree he was sort of. Uh, he just middle stumped this tree and he was lucky not to go back into these aliens and have to take a penalty drop there. Um, he then chipped out, hit a great shot up to the green and was, was for all intents purposes, putting for a bogey. Um, he uh, just missed that putt and it was a slippery putt and then he missed a short one. You know, the classic old speed problem is miss a short putt. Um, and all of a sudden that was. You know what looked like a triple bogey when he was in the trees, and then all of a sudden, like it was going to be a bogey, became a triple bogey. Um, he, he just made some poor decisions at times, but he played some spectacular golf throughout the rest of the week. Um, he, he was never really in contention. He was far too far back coming into uh, um, coming into to Sunday's round. He made a good he made a good run uh, in the afternoon. Obviously, I know finished with a bogey on the on the last hole, but you know five five birdies in his last ten holes. Um, a good round of golf, and he, he birdied first person ever to birdie on all four days the 10th hole, wow. yeah, which is some feat. Yeah, that was that was a brute,
1: yeah. That that's the thing that stood out to me, particularly when you look at all four scorecards. Um, you know, birdieing the second all four days is is fine, but the 10th is not a hole that plays a par, even like no. you know, the, a par there is a good score, so to birdie it on, on all four days was yeah. Was pretty interesting. Um, we are. I feel like we're doing a lot of the American, so I'm just gonna let's move on to Justin Rose and yeah, sparkled on on day one. I think like he. I, I watched him. I, I watched quite a lot of the coverage, like the Masters and the Open, are, are where I watch most of my golf. He hit a he hit a a, wood, a fairway wood, a three wood into uh, into the eighth hole. It got yeah. an incredible bounce off. one of the humps on the left hand side eagles that and then goes on to make another seven birdies i think um on the way in to go four clear of everybody on a on a day when you know that thursday is probably the the toughest i think i've ever seen across the national or you know like some of the greens were so so quick 15 was was a bit of a joke that yeah rose rose burned really really brightly um and then just didn't really have it for the rest of the weekend. Yeah.
2: Well, it it was windy, wasn't it? Uh, it was windy on the first day um to to, to go along with that. Uh, well, it was I say windy, it was gusting. Um but he he looked a little out of sorts until until the 8th hole. Until he got that lucky break and then when he got that lucky break, it was just like something clicked. Um and then all of a sudden he just couldn't miss. Literally couldn't miss. He was holding mm. everything. Um and in fact it, do you know what? He he played extremely well on Friday. At say played, he grinded extremely well on Friday and Saturday because he quite clearly didn't have yeah. um, the same game. But he was he was getting up and down from all sorts of places, um, you know, getting up and down from the bunker right by the back of 11, which was ridiculous. Looked like impossible. Um, holding a I think an 18 foot or 15 foot putt on the last hole um, to uh, to stay at seven under two. So I mean, look he nice to see him back in some form grinding well he's somebody that likes a hard golf course um he's you know always done quite well on very challenging golf course look at the places where he's won historically um so uh, not and his track record here is extremely good isn't it? he's got a couple of second places a bunch of other top tens too so not overly i am surprised but not overly surprised um, shame he just didn't have it on on Sunday. I wasn't confident for him going into Sunday, four shots back, that he was going to be able to do anything um, to uh, to chase down Hideki. Um, it was really more of a case of could he could he stay in the top top sort of three or four uh, places, and he didn't in the end. I can't remember where he finished. Was it tied for sixth or seventh something like that uh, in the end? But um, a good week, an encouraging week, stuff to build on. He's he's obviously gone back to Sean Foley. Um, Choosing his own, own clubs again now after the debacle with Honma. Um so you know hopefully this is a little mini, mini renaissance for him. Um, although he's he's also struggling with a bit of back issues, isn't he? Of the recent yeah, onset, so. he's
1: he's yeah he's forty now, um, or <coughs> will we'll turn forty one later this year. But yeah, he's he, I think got yeah he got sucked in by the Honma deal and the money, and I think somebody he. he that he'd worked with well at Taylor made who was moving to homer and he went along and and realized that actually wasn't good for him getting the getting what he wanted to out of the last few years of his of his elite golfing career so yeah. um yeah that as you say it's pleasing some of the the he's he made with sean foley i think we'll we'll see him be competitive this year um it just depends he's he's got wins in him it just depends if he can if he can line it up nicely and and maybe make one of those. Um, another major to go along with with the one that he's, he's currently got um, kind of on the, the topic of coaching and, and his return back to Sean Foley this week also saw Rory McIlroy admit that he's um, yeah, partnered up with Pete Cowan and has got Pete Cowan yeah. kind of helping him out probably the week of the Masters is probably the wrong time I think to bring somebody like Pete Cowan in um, as, as Rory ended up making the cut but it's yeah it Cowan feels like the right kind of fit for Rory. He feels like the kind of guy that, that McElroy needs at this stage to get him back where he wants to go.
2: Could not agree more. I um you know Pete P. has got a really good track record. Um he's he's no bullshit um either. You know, he says it says it as it is. I actually listened to a podcast um of his. He was on with um McCormick um speaks earn your edge the earn your edge podcast uh if you oh, okay go and find that uh, He was really good listening he's just a, he's a no thrills tells it how it is um doesn't sugarcoat it um i think he he'll be good he'll be good for uh, for rory um i think he i think rory kind of knows i think there's two things with him he he knows he over I think he's been searching for something for a couple mm-hmm. of years now that the mental, the mental side of things have been building. Um, and I think when he saw what Bryson did, he suddenly thought, well, actually I'm quite long, why don't I'm trying to myself a little bit longer. Maybe that's a route for me to win, uh, again. And then what that's done is messed up the rest of his swing. Um, and then that's just exacerbated the mental cycle again. So he just wasn't even at the races um i know you and i text texting on thursday morning when he went he piled the first three holes or something and i just i think i texted you back 15 more to go and then lo and behold he just, went, <laughs> he, just he just absolutely imploded after that point but um uh yeah look you you've you've got to reach in a deer before you can get back up um i think you know this is the worst that rory rory didn't look good and in fairness, he wasn't alone either. There were lots of others that didn't look good either. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to them as well. Um, but yeah, he he was disappointing. Um, but I think this is a good move. I think it'll be, he's got a good, what, 40 days, isn't it? Til, yeah. um, till the PGA. Kia a place where he's won before. So... Um, I think he can go in there with positive vibes. That gives him some good time to try and bed in some good swings. Try and get some some control over uh, over the goal swing again. Because it's like most of these guys. It doesn't take much. Um, the talent is there. It's just it's just unlocking that. Um, and just by virtue of unlocking that, just then getting that confidence back. It's just, no, it just had not had that swagger, has he? Even when he sort of makes birdies or makes a little run, even in a in a round or in a tournament, he just doesn't, he's not striking me with something
1: yeah. with a lot of pockets right now. Yeah, Rory, Rory feels like he's spent the last, certainly the last couple of years rubbernecking on the driving range, seeing what other people are doing, because he's, it, it, I guess it's playing on his mind that he's not won a major since 2014. And that that's probably driving a lot of this, that he's, and yeah, he, Rory, has, Rory McIlroy, I feel, has decided he doesn't have what it takes to win a major and that's wrong and he's lost a little bit, lost track of that and Pete Howe and hopefully will be the guy to tell him to stop being silly. That you know, Winning winning a major is special and, and winning a major is difficult and it's a certain amount of pressure but it's also four rounds of golf and McElroy can do that and he can beat the best players in the world whether it's the, you know, a WGC or a major or the what was it, the Canadian Open that he won I think in 2019 um, at a bit of a canter. So yeah, he's he just needs to kind of find that little bit of focus and if he listens to Pete Cowan and, and does some of the things like, you know, so many players have done before and one major Graham McDowell I think was working with Pete Cowen he won his Stenson is obviously a long time Kepken, Woodland. You know, there was yeah. There's a, there's a track record there of, of figuring players out. And yeah, Cowen's not gonna try and do too much with his swing, not that I think anybody would. He'll um he'll figure out what's between the years.
2: Yeah, oh, and also so Cowan started off. I mean, that's what was quite, I didn't know much about him. That's why the, the podcast intrigued me. I, and I literally found it about three weeks ago. So before this was all happening. Um, but he used, he was a professional player himself, but but just struggled basically with injuries and, and just. I think it was a short game. He struggled with putting, um, not his chipping and stuff, but his putting in particular. So. Um, I think he just offers a slightly different perspective in terms of that. I've been there, done it. Okay, not necessarily the same levels, but he kind of also knows the excuses that pros will come up with to say, "Oh, it's not that mm-hmm. far away." I think he just he just tells the truth. He did. He says uh, there's a couple of really cool anecdotes in there. One of them was just before Stenson won um, uh, the Open, and it was after he performed really well at the U.S. Open, but just sort of he basically played really well for three rounds and then just. Didn't turn up in the last round, um, and he said to Henrik, "He said, I think I actually want this victory, this major victory, more than you do." Uh, then Stenson then kind of it obviously lit a fire underneath him because he then won in Germany at the BMW, and then uh, the week later or two weeks later, he won the won the Open itself. Uh, apparently, did something similar to uh, to Kepka too. Oh wow! Um, before he went on those crazy runs. so he, he's obviously one of those guys that just clearly tries to get to know his his players try and understand the buttons to push and then he's got no no qualms of pushing those buttons yeah
1: and uh, uh, so he's
2: an interesting guy straight talking northerner
1: yeah doesn't doesn't get paid unless um they finish quite high is it top top 30s or top 20s? top 10 top 10s yeah, no, it's
2: top 10s, yeah so he, he backs himself so you don't owe me anything unless you finish in the top 10 and even after you leave him uh, he still expects to have some sort of compensation or something in place, some retainer or something along those lines because if you leave him then you can't and don't, don't do anything then you can't come back to him. Uh, he had a, a fairly prominent, apparently top 50 player in the world who was a Ryder Cup of Two. who went to him and decided to go out on, on his own and he said, that's fine, L- lots of lads do that. And uh, he didn't pay him a, a mini retainer or didn't kind of sort him out. And then uh, sort of 15 months later, he had a, he, apparently he won quite quickly. After he left him and had another good top ten finish, and then tried to come, he'd lost it and tried to come back. Fifteen months later, when Pete went no thanks. No, no. No. Told, told you, rules, rules is rules. Ah. Uh, you're not, you're not welcome back. But yeah. yeah, he's got a good stable of lads. I think um, the anger management issue with Mister Peters. I think he's uh, he's part of his uh, he's part of his stable too. So uh, okay, yeah, he's got some he's got some interesting horses in, yeah. his, uh, in his stable
1: yeah oh, good well yeah we'll, we'll see yeah as you said it's 30 odd 30 odd days to the PGA championship the uh the majors are going to start coming thick and fast thick and um fast, yeah. yeah let's uh let's i feel like we've been going a while and we're, we're not even halfway through the field um uh, dj missed the cup uh just ejected on friday Ugh. afternoon um yeah what just... a disappointment
2: just a damp squib i mean it's literally just such a disappointment it, did, it just wasn't even at the races um, looked like he was easily going to make the cut and then just yeah, you know four bogeys in his last nine holes I mean just I'm, I'm probably more disappointed with him than I am with with McElroy, to be quite honest um, I mean some of the others that missed the cut I mean other notables it's Sergio obviously missed the cut but then he's done nothing since he won uh, it's a shame because he's been playing so well recently mm-hmm. but uh, Burger, Mr. Cut, um, Kepka, but obviously he's injured. I'm surprised he was there. And I think the only other one that's really noticeable was obviously our boy, Westy. Mm. Didn't have a good, uh, Lee didn't have a good uh, couple of days. Yeah,
1: so yeah, Kepka was was clearly struggling. Like there was movements that that weren't yeah. natural. And and he, I think, admitted afterwards he's unlikely to be seen again until the PGA Championship. That he's, you know, he did everything he could to get there, but. Um, if it wasn't the Masters, he wasn't playing this week. Yeah. Um, Max Homburg was quite fun because he missed the cup, but was still hanging around on Saturday watching some of the golf and and had friends and family there. So that's was...
2: no, I didn't realise how close he was with Xander. He was watch, spending a lot of time with Xander. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, that's nice. Apparently, yeah. Hmm. Uh, are yeah. They're both they both California, I guess. Yeah, they? that's where are, they grew yeah. up. Um, yeah. And Sung Im was uh, the worst of. Yeah, he was he was around the, the amateurs and the the former champions. Um, shot seventy seven eighty, which was strange because he he looked quite comfortable around August in November. But yeah, I guess that those soft conditions just gave him a wrong idea of of where things were. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose those are kind of the disappointments. I, I kind of want to talk on a couple of positive things.
1: Oh yeah, um, we still got time for I, that. Um, uh, well, I, I,
2: I'm going to land lumber this guy in with a disappointment too. So, Rahm. oh yeah, Ram, Ram, was a disappointment. That he was disappointed for two reasons. One, he could have gone 36, 36, 36, 36, 36, 36, 36 for all all nine holes until the final day, where he just went bananas and went six under. Um, so he, he shot level level round. Apparently, it was the first time ever over the first three rounds that somebody had shot. Thirty-six for each nine. Yeah, really. Uh, over the first three nine, which yeah. I, which I which I thought was a really cool um, stat. So I was kind of semi-hoping he would do that again on on Sunday, but uh, he sort of he was really measured, but never really threatened. And, and then he obviously he did the classic sort of Rory late run on Sunday, and that was really good to see. I mean, he he could have been two or three shots better as well. He missed a couple of putts. Uh, he had a flag on one as well. Um, uh, it could that could have gone could have gone into so. Um, just a really, really impressive round for him, although a little bit disappointed. It was sort of too much of a late run. And then kind of, if I talk about other things, I, I liked, I'd say Bobby Mack, Bobby McIntyre. That was great finish, yeah, tied so He's was definitely nice. coming back next year. He played some lovely golf over the week.
1: Yeah, and seemingly he, he kind of had a bit of a mini celebration. So he went in and did press after his final round and he'd, he'd birdied eighteen. And then he and his caddy were jumping around and kind of yelping because he's he locked up a, a return to the Masters. So, you know he's top 50 in the world, and I'm sure he's got um, every ambition on on you know continuing his status as a global golfer. I think this you know he'll he'll do the the winter in the Middle East, spring through the U S. back to the U K. for the the link swing and. And then play the the rest of the year wherever he can and whatever he's qualified for. So, um, yeah, locking up a, a Masters return and and having that kind of part of your schedule is is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Bryson. Bryson's just he's never going to do it at August, is he? No. You know, the he he looks a bit lost without the green reading books, and it feels like he he puts so much pressure on himself to get it really close to the the pins and and give himself every chance of of making putts. And he's just yeah. He gets the better whinge. of himself.
2: He just whinges, isn't he? He's in his own grill. He, uh, he's in his own grill, and he can't just smash his way out of it. Yeah, but
1: um, but Jordan whinges, and I don't, I don't know. if yeah, I, I find he, that it, it, less I think, irritating than Bryce. Right?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Jordan, Jordan does whinge, and his constant talking drives me at the wall. Um, and I know I'm a self talker, but just not to that extent. I mean, that's just over the top. Um, but yeah, I mean, DeShamba when he starts whinging, it's normally not good. Whereas I think often when Jordan whinges, it sort of spurs, spurs him into some positive action. Whereas with, uh, with DeChambeau, I don't know, he, he played great on Friday, great 67, but the rest of the week was just pretty average, to be quite honest. Um, and him and, and I think kind of another, another whinger who just really didn't cover himself in any glory whatsoever was Billy Horshaw. Um, some of his antics he was on the feature groups both days saturday and sunday and i think he was he's caught three or four times with a few f-bombs no oh, really mics yeah oh, yeah and yeah, apparently he's on the board for the AJG, AJGA, ajga um the uh, the sort of junior golf association Amateur Junior Golf Association. So uh, apparently he's had to release a press statement today apologising for his behaviour over the weekend.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, I saw him. I saw him thrashing his irons in his bag on yeah,
2: Sunday. Yeah, just like such a temper tantrum. It's ridiculous.
1: It's so strange because he, yeah, he won the match play um like a couple of weeks ago. So you'd think yeah. he's in feeling in a relatively decent spot with his game, but yeah, odd.
2: So, uh, yeah. So that was it. I mean, you know, I think there were some really good things. I, I, I was disappointed with JT. Um, yeah, he just, he just. I, I, I don't think. I, I'm going to be intrigued to see his career because he's clearly an extremely talented man, mm. extremely talented golfer. But I, I do question his mental strength. At times, I think. I just don't think he's got the grind in him. If something's too tough, he just doesn't seem to have it. It just seems to give up too easily. Um,
1: I I think his slinging driver that he unveiled at the players worked against him this week. That it just, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't think that's a.
2: I think it's a bandage, isn't it? It's like a bandage. Yeah, every it's, problem. yeah.
1: That it's not a, It's not a solution. To no. off the tee, or it's not something that you should try to rely on because that amount of movement and and setting up and playing for that. I saw he did it on. Is it? Tw- no, not twelve. Uh, 13. thirteen. Yeah, he did he just it on thirteen. Just and, it straight. and flew Yeah, and and flew it straight, and then was like, and then tried to sling hook it out of the trees, and and did it, and was fine, and. But that's when yeah. he duffed it in the water just, and
2: ended up taking an eight, a triple bogey, didn't he? Yeah.
1: It? it just that doesn't fit. That's not the shot of of somebody um, comfortable with where they are. Um, no, but it's yeah. not sustainable. I, yeah, I I I also liked uh, that the other than Mr. Spieth and Justin Rose and pa- and Patrick Reed was lurking a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but the, they insane. but they were the only major champions in that field. And you've got yeah. uh, Choffley, who. We kind of talked about not being able to close things and not, but he, you know, it's a really good golfer, Mark Leishman's a really good golfer. John Rahm is a former world number one, and but the there is such incredible, incredibly capable golfers and talented golfers around now that you know it doesn't doesn't have to be a top ten full of of major champions and and the big names. Yeah, we would like that. We'd like a final pairing of DJ against Rory or. Um, Maybe even Spieth against Rory or anybody against Rory in the final pairing at Augusta. But there was still a lot of a lot of players looking for a breakthrough. Um and that was that was really entertaining, I think. Just yeah. across the, the four days.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I look I mean I'm I'm always in favour of of new winners. Uh new names coming through, uh, people breaking through. Um it's just it I think it sort of forced you think about it it does demonstrate the strength of the game right now if you've got guys like Shoffley and rahm um hanging up there that almost can be considered as a major winner they're not one a major but they they sort of show up at these big events yeah you know, well well, they're all it's basically all well-known names it just shows the strength of the game right now yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's it's extremely impressive um, but yeah it was it was it was interesting going into it it has been the first time i mean i picked for my for my one and done you know for our one and done league I picked DJ, but that was kind of more of a case of, oh, there's no one really sort of jumping out. Mm. No really jumping out, as, as, as we said at the beginning, that I wasn't going to choose Hideki. I nearly chose Spieth. Um but it it's, it is interesting that there was, and that sort of bore through actually, if you look at the result, that none of the, none of the top 10 really cover themselves in a huge amount of glory outside of Spieth and Rahm but not even they were really that close um, when all said and done um, and then outside of that you've got to go all the way down to Morikawa really at one under who's the only one who really showed up Morikawa and then after that was JT at level
1: yeah Hatton Hatton had his best finish at, a, oh, yeah. at the Augusta in a yeah, top funny. 20 um, but yeah he didn't I think uh his sixty eight on Sunday was the first time he'd broken into the sixties at Augusta. That he's he's still figuring that golf course out. Um but yeah. Yeah, lots yeah. lots of, of pretty solid performances and lots of guys going away with a decent paycheck from the week. Yeah. Um even if they've they've not necessarily challenged, which yeah. Can't say than that.
2: The, one of the funniest things I saw and and also then led to a lot of um I marveled at his uh his display afterwards was uh, see Kim busting his putter.
0: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs>
2: went, went three shots back of the lead on on Saturday, <laughs> and then proceeded to he was cross to himself because he missed a what he thought was a makeable fifteen footer, um, and sort of smashed his putter into the ground, broke it. So then he had to use his three wood, and he he, he two potted uh, coming in, but he nearly I oh, call he nearly hold a couple of birdies with that. Mm. He's obviously done that before. Apparently he's got a real temper tantrum on it, but. uh yeah that was that was the other thing that,
1: that I is, suddenly came yeah, into my mind as as some see is growing on me but only because he blows hot and cold he will quite happily shoot uh, an opening day 69 and then shoot a six over back nine on friday to mr the cut. he um, yeah did you hear
2: um, did you see claude harman at all on the sky coverage no 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 so so the the um, claude harman came on i think like pre everything going live or are 6 o'clock or something um yesterday and they took they were obviously talking about um siwoo kim uh, at, at some point and and he said uh apparently the week before he broke three clubs in one round oh yeah, really yeah so appara- apparently this is like a regular occurrence he just he just like breaking clubs so yeah, i didn't realize he was that he wow. was that hot that yeah. uh, hot under the collar but i i sort of appreciated that it made me smile i thought oh it's like a it's like a more hardcore version of, of Hatton or Peters. Yeah,
1: that'll that that's fine. But we've got Seabuk we and Breaking Clubs and Hideki winning winning majors. That's good for Asian golf that we're gonna yeah. gonna grow the game. Good. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Uh right. I think we I think we've we've talked enough. Um we we haven't had time for Wayne players nonsense at the ceremonial oh, tee shot. Ruining ruining what disgusting. had a chance yeah. to be a poignant moment, standing holding a a sleeve of golf balls that Gary Player just so happens to have um, some stake in the company. Not, not needed really.
2: No, no, just a disgusting. Uh, just, uh, just horrific. Just absolutely horrific. Um, I don't really. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. Yes, yeah, fine. Just, I think that's all you can say. Yeah. Just Literally, just too embarrassing for words. And um, I sort of sorry um, apparently so uh, this is from mark player who's Wayne's brother um this was on um uh, on that apparently, Wayne has correctly been banned from Augusta national in the masters tournament for his actions apparently.
1: okay yeah the the yeah. the yeah I I I posted that story a little bit on Thursday when that was all coming out and it seems like Gary Player's relationship with his son Wayne has not been there it's not been the best no, we, over the no, years no mark no it's a player oh, it okay. is... it's mark oh it's right mark, okay. the
2: one he's fallen out with yeah
1: uh, yeah all yeah, not right
2: but anyway uh, but yeah. we don't less said about that the better but yeah so he's he's, um, he's an ass
1: yeah congratulations to uh to Hideki Matsuyama um yeah. thoroughly deserved uh, golf everywhere is back this week um European Tour is in Austria PGA Tour is off to the RBC Heritage which is kind of becoming a bit standard LPGA is on, Corn Ferry Tour is on uh, I think there's even a Champions Tour event so yeah, golf is golf is thoroughly back we'll review all of that um, in the coming week, look ahead to a couple of events in Spain coming up on the European Tour um, maybe even glance a little glow at the, the PGA Championship and, and which Europeans have, have come out of the Masters looking relatively well and been playing relatively well, but yeah, yeah, cheers, Ben, cheers, buddy. Take Enjoy care, then. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, bye bye.